0: Well, if, if you haven't gotten the word of the day, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> if, but, you know, why is love so important? You know, what, is, what, what makes love such a central element of what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ? You know, what is the big deal? Let's look at John chapter 15, one of the many passages that really focus on the love of God and the love of God lived out um, in us. It's on page uh, 878 in your pew Bible, um, or you can follow along on the screen. Let's uh, pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your written word. Thank you as it speaks to us of your truth now we ask that your Holy Spirit, your, your living word in Jesus would so open our minds and hearts to receive from you to, and to be motivated to act according to your good and perfect will. That which brings life and joy. Help us to set aside the lies of the world and the evil one and even the selfish sin within us. That we might hear and abide by your good and perfect word. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I invite you to turn to John 15. Uh, starting with verse 9. Hear the word of the Lord. And, and we're sort of in the middle of, a, of Jesus talking to his followers. And it's sort of towards the end uh, of his life. Some, some of his sort of final um, words To his uh, disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You're my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so, so why is love so important? Well, one is, as, as Jesus is telling us here, it, it's so important because it's the very nature of God. It, it is the very, the being of God, the, the doing of God is love. I mean, John tells us later on, and you know, this is the gospel of John, and later on in the New Testament, there are these first, second, third John, there are letters from John, and he tells us there that, that God is love. The Apostle Paul tells us, you know, that that, that the greatest of all of these is love. This is the most excellent way to pursue the way of love. It, It is the very nature of God, it's the language of heaven. And if God in Jesus Christ is our hero, then don't you want to be like your hero? Don't you want to be like God? That's what He's created us to be to be like Him. You know, I remember as a kid, Johnny Musso was my hero. And man, I wanted to be just like him. And if you don't remember, Johnny Musso is a great tailback for the University of Alabama, number 22. They called him the Italian Stallion. I mean, everybody that was in my age group in elementary school, we wanted to be like Johnny Musso, unless you're an Auburn fan. That's another sermon. <laughs> but I mean, we started eating spaghetti because we wanted to be like the Italian Stallion. And I remember I even wore number 22, my Alabama jersey, and even got uh, little, like, cheap little fake shoulder pads. I wore those to church one Sunday. Yeah, and I was 18. Ah, just kidding there. Yeah. But, but I, I really did, I wore, because I wanted to be like Johnny Musso. Every kid. I mean, we would fight on the sand lot as to who got to wear number 22. Because you wanted to be like your hero. I think that's one of the ways that what Jesus is talking about, You know that you've you got to become like a child. you got to fight on the playground in, in order to be like your hero. And if your hero is Jesus, then what will characterize our lives is the way of love. We want to live the same way as God, so we pursue the way of love because it's the way of God. And he's our hero. We want to be like him. We also want to please him. I mean, That's what he says as well, that you're going to love because it's my command to you. you know, look verse 10 and, and verse 12 again. You know, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And then he goes on to say, and this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Yeah, Jesus is my hero. The man I want to do what he says too, right? And and plus, you know, I know that Jesus is a pretty smart dude. And so I'm smart if I do what he tells me to do. And so are you. You're smart if you do what he wants you to do. I mean, he knows what he's talking about. So so not only do I want to be like him because he's my hero, but I want to please him and, and do what he tells me to do. Yeah, I, I I love my wife. And, and, and I want to please her because I love her. And it's taken me 25 plus years, but I've figured a few things out finally, to which she is to be commended greatly for her patience. But she was gone last week. She was went out of town to visit Hannah, our oldest child, away at college, and to visit a real close friend of hers. And you know, and I, you know, it was. A voice from on high of brilliance that I finally learned. And I said, you know, I know what pleases her. To come home to a clean house. It's really a simple thing. you know. And, and if a few little projects can get done, then that'll even make her happy. So Nate and I, Saturday, we went and got the plumbing snake. We cleaned out a few drains here and there that were slow. We changed out a leaky faucet. And the, the icing on the cake, meaning the, the cherry on top of the sundae, mopped to the kitchen floor. Yes, yeah, I see, yeah, a few of y'all fainted. And, and, and man, she, she came home and was overjoyed because the kitchen floor had been mopped. I mean, we want to do what Jesus says because we want Him to be pleased in that same way. And He makes it abundantly clear. Love. In this passage, love one another. At other times, just love your enemies. Love like I love, and that will bring me joy. We want to be like our hero. We want to obey our Lord. I'm sorry. I've, I think I might have caused a few problems in the congregation on that because I've seen a few husbands catching elbows. That's all right. I don't don't mind shaming you into doing what's right on occasion. And he tells us here, and this is what it means. You love like me. And what does that mean? It is not a syrupy, nice smile. I mean, I grew up in the South. I knew some of the, the sweetest, kindest, racist you've ever met in your life. It's not a facade, this love of Jesus. The love of Jesus is saying, so now give your life for the benefit of others. That is Christian love. That we are willing to give ourselves for the benefit of one another and even for our enemies. That's what he calls us to. Yeah, And it's, it's a, really, it's an important thing. It's significant because our world does not tell us to focus our attention on the needs of others. You what know, I mean, think about it. You now I've got a little uh, card uh, in my wallet uh, that I use as a you know, as a frequent diner at Panera. And you know what that? What's that card called? My Panera. I'm like, whoa! Wait a minute. You know, just stop and think about that a moment. You mean this huge multi million dollar business is mine? My bank tells me I've got my own personal banker. You know, I'm like, whoa! Wait a minute. The world wants to tell me that it's about me. And Jesus keeps trying to tell us over and over and over again. No, it is not. It is about Jesus and us living like him, which means to love those beside us, across the street, across the world, even our enemies. But then gives us the, the, the final piece, I think, from this passage, is then the, the result of this love. I mean, I, I want to love because he's my hero. I want to love because he's my Lord. And I want to love because I want his joy. And that's what he tells us right here in verse 11. I've, I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Seems rather clear to me. In the midst of this passage where he tells if you love others like you love me, then that will bring you joy. I mean, I don't know anybody doesn't want that one. I mean, even if you're not a Christian, even if you happened in here just to sort of check things out, you're not, you're not interested, Jesus isn't your hero, you're not interested in obeying him, but everybody, every human being wants joy. And, and here's his clue to joy, is to give your life for the benefit of others. It, it is to live life loving others, focused on the needs and desires of others instead of your own i got a real novel prescription for you. If you find yourself in a place of being down, being unhappy, being sad, go get the love of Jesus. Go serve others. If you you find yourself in, in a place of being low, follow Jesus. Test what Jesus says. Take him at his word. Go serve and love others and see if his joy isn't the result. Test him. I dare you. I beg you. Test him. Uh, I asked uh, Eileen if she'd come uh, share a a minute or two just about her own experience of seeking to to serve others and experiencing the love of Jesus. And Eileen come on up and... uh, you know, she is uh, um, serving as an elder now and also the one who is uh, overseeing the Interfaith Hospitality Network, uh, which is where when we use the church building for you know, three weeks a year to house homeless families in the church and we feed them and, and, and care for them and um, they, they sleep and, and, and shower um, here. And so I asked Eileen to take a few minutes and just share us a little bit of the, her story.
1: So I've been working with IHM for actually coming up on one year and it started out with just helping out and somehow I'm helping out more now. (laughs) These families I mean I'm loving them but they're loving me and that's bringing God joy and I just want to give you a couple examples over the past year of where I've seen joy and how we've expressed joy to God and one is uh, just this last time, there was a woman, single mother, three kids. And in the middle of the night, she just felt like she needed prayer. And she walked into the main area where we have two people staying. And those people met with her, and they prayed with her for a long period of time. And the next morning, these two gentlemen said, we were so blessed that this person came to us and asked for our help, our prayer. It makes us happy. And the next evening, I saw this woman, and out of the blue, she goes, I just want to thank you for providing us with the opportunity to stay here because I really needed God last night. And she's not a Christian right now. But she came to them, and she goes, I needed prayer, and I knew where to go. I've had children, one boy was uh, very much an introvert, young boy, about 10 years old. And Paul Robinson here at our church has a mission in the area of karate. And Joe Brooks took this boy under his wing, introduced him to Joe Robinson. The feedback I got from the IHN Center was this boy who never talks after school and never engages has all of a sudden become alive talking about karate and his experience here. Another young man engaged in philosophical conversation with Mike Wagner about school and choices. And it was such a deep level of conversation and understanding that Mike Wagner was like blown away. And these happen all the time with these displaced families. They're just like me. You know, I go down there and I just love on them. By the second day, the kids want to be hugged. They feel like this is home. And all I can say is, if I'm feeling this level of joy through my service, God is definitely feeling the joy that we're bringing forth. And by sharing his love with those people who need it the most, you know, we could do nothing but bring joy to him. It doesn't matter if they come to our church after being introduced here. What matters is they've begun or develop their relationship with him. And to me, it just makes my heart explode. And that's why I stay in this ministry. And it's one of the ones that, you know, I really push for. So if you want to experience this, come see me sometime and I'll be glad to let you know how. (laughs) Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Eileen. All right. And so we have made it just so easy this week. For all of us, to just a, a taste of serving others, of loving others through the variety of of ministries that we have here. Um, I mean, th- this week, if you look at the calendar um, of this week, uh, you'll uh, you'll see each day there's a, a, a different thing. It's in the you know the hot off the press on the calendar on the back. Um, on on Monday, there's a taste of Whiz Kids, and that's at five thirty over at Pleasant Hill School. The Treehouse Learning Center is on Tuesday at 2.30 down in the Great Hall, which is the bottom floor of that building way on the back side of the church campus. On um, Wednesday, we got a Taste of Sunshine House, which is the yellow sunshine house, a children's consignment store just across Hamilton. Big yellow building over there um, at, at 6.30. Um, the Taste of Treehouse, again, is at 2.45 on Thursday, and then Friday at 3 o'clock here is the Taste of Kids Impact, another outreach ministry with children in the neighborhood. And then um, the uh, uh, Taste of Christ Community in College Hill and Feast of Love Project is here on Saturday at Atrium and at Christ Community Building. Now, just, just pick one. Pick one. I, you know, I thought about saying to you, pick the one that most connects to you. But you know what I decided? I think that's sort of a wimpy way. I want you to pick the one that scares you the most. I want you to pick the one that scares you. The one you're going to have to rely on the Holy Spirit the most. The, the one maybe you don't know anything about. And go to that one. go And watch God. You know, test God's promise to you. Check it out. See if he, he's not there with you. See if he doesn't uh, provide that joy that, that comes. But you, you got a list here. There's more information out in the atrium just as you, you leave about this, during this, this week of, of ways of um, just plugging into existing ministries of the church and taking a step of doing what we were singing about. That's arising. Getting off of our keister. Getting out into the community. Now, there, there's only uh, uh, one reason I think that you uh, shouldn't go, and that's if you got enough joy. If you got enough joy, and I'm serious about this, if you got enough joy, then, then man, you, you're walking, you're, you're doing. And maybe the only reason to go then is to reach out to a friend of yours who maybe is a little more timid, and, and, and you want to share that joy, and, and let them share joy with you in that ministry um, this week. So you, so you see it listed there. It's out there. And then on Sunday, next Sunday, Palm Sunday, one service, 10 o'clock, right? And then afterwards, we're going to snack and pack. I mean, it's, it's, this, is, this week's going to be a tsunami of joy. And we're going to end it when we, we bring a uh, pack of lunch for next Sunday. Uh, bring the lunch, maybe a little bit extra, just in case for those that aren't here uh, this Sunday and don't get the reminder, uh, so that they can have something to eat. And then after the service, we're going to, we're going to pack Easter baskets and, and pack them with one, um, not maybe some of the most nutritious things in the world, but certainly the things that the kids will enjoy. And also, through that, share with them the, the events. Of the, the wonderful love of Jesus and the power of his resurrection. And, and so that will be next Sunday when the, the tsunami crashes in. all for Easter, um, a community Easter egg hunt that we'll have here Easter Sunday uh, during the Feast of Love lunch. So, there's a gr- I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, and we said we, we really are serious about we're going to take God at his word and we want to increase the joy of the congregation. Well then how do we do that? We provide opportunities of loving others. And so now it's there. It's up to you now. Which one? Which one scares you the most? Which one do you need Jesus the most to step into? You got questions about it? Ask them at the table. But Then watch out. As we trust God, this week, and the joy of Jesus crashes in upon us. Amen.